This is badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You gotta hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. And we're back with episode 148 of Ico Pod. I am Bob Connelly Jr. With me, as always, is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. And, fellas, it is the final week before SummerSlam 1995. The build for this show has been quite hot, steamy, sweating with excitement. How are you guys feeling as we're just six days away from the biggest event of the summer? I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> I know that. I know that's a lie. Okay, so listen. Uh, Raw's been sucking, and SummerSlam doesn't look too great, but we're going to make it a fun show, and that's why I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I think I'm more excited for the fact that now that we're actually finally really pretty much there with SummerSlam, that kind of marks the march to the end of the year. I think so after SummerSlam, you work into the kind of late, late summer, really early fall. Um, You got Survivor Series to which does that even really count? Not really. Uh, And then you're at Royal Rumble again. And then we're already out of the woods. It's like we've we've come through this mystical, mysterious, dangerous ugly forest we've just been hacking our way through we're cut scraped bruised battered and pretty much have lost limbs at this point and to know that that clearing is just beyond the trees that we only have a little bit more to go to get to 96 which don't get me wrong 96 is not going to be a field of fucking flowers when we get there but uh I don't think it'll be nearly what we've kind of experienced over the last year. And for me, as fast as August went, because I feel like August went very fast, even though it felt like every episode was the same. uh, I'm thinking kind of the the back end of the year here is going to go just as quickly and we'll be uh, into the year 1996 before we know it. I think you made an interesting point about like the quickness after SummerSlam. Because I think you're right. If, uh, even in the 93, 94, mm. it seemed as if right after SummerSlam, boom, you're right into Sur- Survivor Series. And then after that, like Royal Rumble's right there. Meanwhile, right after Russell, like WrestleMania, right after WrestleMania, two SummerSlam. Takes like forever. For, takes forever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I don't know what it is. I don't know why I feel like that. But like you said, even thinking back to the last two years, it's almost like. We it takes so long to get to this point that by the time you do, it almost feels like SummerSlam's kind of the end of the year instead of Survivor Series. That's why I say, does it really count? No, it doesn't really count, right? So then we get back to Royal Rumble, and Royal Rumble is always usually, thus far, a pretty you know solid pay per view. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm I'm most excited for that to know that 1995 really came and went 
I mean, we're already, you know, late August, which is very, very exciting to me to be pushing forward beyond. No, I, I kind of agree with you. And I think with 96, uh, I think it gets a, it feels a little edgier. Yes. You know, in, in some points. And I know that at the end of 94, I was like, oh, you know, 95 isn't going to be that so bad. And that kind of ended up uh, blown up in my face a little bit. Uh, in terms of, like, there hasn't been that one great angle. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, yeah. we've had a couple of, like, good matches that. And a couple here, of months of a good feud here and there. I don't even know if yeah. there's really been I was going to, I was going to say barely even that. And I feel like really, it's just, it's just really fallen flat. And there's been very like, there's like been no substance. It's just like, okay, Diesel's fighting Sir Mo on Raw. Okay. And it's just like, oh, Sid turned on Sean. Okay. They're not, they're not going to fight, I guess. And like, I don't know. I think, I think there's just kind of like, there's nothing holding uh, holding the year together. I mean, what's really been the biggest angle for 95? LT Bigelow? I um, would say, I would more say Diesel's title run. I mean, he's feuded with a couple of different guys, but I feel like that's where the most steam has been put into as far as a storyline, because really think about anything else. Sean's just kind of been floating around. You know, he'll dip in and out of feuds here and there. Brett hasn't done shit in 95. No. Nothing. No, he has not. Um, Bigelow, yeah, he kind of started the year strong, but he fell off a fucking cliff very quickly. Really, after WrestleMania, he was done. Um, Undertaker, we've seen maybe three, four times this whole year. Uh, whether it's on Raw or pay-per-view, I feel like we have not seen him at all. Well, we've Sid- seen him, well, we've seen him a, a, quite a bit. Not not three or four times, but well, that's what it feels like. With the Undertaker, yeah, I was gonna say it kind of does feel like we've only seen him like three or four times. <laughs> um, Sid hasn't done anything, literally nothing. So really, if you think about it, I mean, Diesel's kind of been the constant as far as at least there's something going on. There's nothing long term, long running, super invested, but. I think without diesel, without diesel. Now, what do you have? You know, it's not much with diesel, but without him, dude, man, there's nothing going on. But when you think of an angle in 1995 storyline, people are thinking LT Bigelow and it really lasted. What? Maybe three months and is very limited, you know, in person confrontation. There's a lot of video packages. I don't know if, I don't know if I would agree with most people. I don't know. I think I, I think I gotta agree with Bob here. When you're thinking of an angle, yeah, Diesel's been a constant, but as far as an angle, a storyline that's been going on, I think that was realistically the longest, most constant thing that we had as far as a storyline goes. Right. Because like in ninety four it was Brett Owen. Yeah. You know, ninety three is the Lex Express. Right. So ninety five to me wouldn't be Diesel's title reign. Cause that's not really an angle. No, no, that's just a run. Well, and that's and I think what I LT Bigelow is a storyline. See, and here's where you guys are going to get mad at me because I don't agree <laughs> to me now knowing and sitting here week after week, show after show, raw after raw, 
pay-per-view after to me do you want to know what the angle of 95 is as much as i do not want to admit it out loud to myself you want to know what i think of the corporation no egg fuck exactly i thought fucking corporation i thought you were gonna say jerry lawler bret hart (sighs) which which which, listen i don't think direct enough no I don't. I don't think it's great, but I mean, it's definitely been there for a solid chunk. In a roundabout sort of way, it absolutely has for the better of really two years, with no blow off. But and here's the thing: when you say the corporation, Bigelow is an extension of the corporation. No, I know, and I agree with that. So. Um, I just don't. For me, LT doesn't play a factor in '95. LT was at WrestleMania. That's for yeah. me. Like thinking back. Don't get me wrong, the buildup was pretty significant or whatever, and then they tried to make it something. But when I think of straight-up angle for the year, what was the overarching umbrella? The fucking corporation. Whether it was fucking all the stupid shit with Tatanka, or it was with Bigelow, or IRS's little shit, or, you know what I mean, Bundy coming in. So your your whole angle is basically the corporation against Undertaker because that's been the entire year. Corporation versus everybody. I don't know. I, I feel it hasn't I, been everybody though. It's just been Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like you can't say an angle is like them ver- like someone versus everyone. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like there has to be like 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 Bob was saying like the Lex Express was like a thing. It wasn't like Lex Luger versus the world. It wasn't Brett versus the roster. It was Brett versus Owen. And now I think it really does go back to, I think it it has to be Bam Bam and LT. It was like two people. Yes. The, the corporation is, is there just like Diesel's champion is there. But I feel like I, I find it hard to say that the corporation is our biggest overarching storyline necessarily. I see what you mean. And I, I I, I definitely, I, I see what you're getting at with that, but I find it hard to say, like, a group is our overarching story. Well, I mean, just for me, like, thinking back, moving forward, once we get into the next couple of years, the way I will reflect on 1995, oh, that was the year that, like, the corporation was all in the main storyline. Like, that's how I'm going to think about it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, I would prefer us having different, you know, opinions right. anyway. Well, and like the same... wants to listen to a podcast, we're like, oh, yeah, that's the same thing. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, and the same thing when I think of 1996 for, say, WCW. Oh, NWO. Like, that's well, what... NWO versus WCW. Yeah, but like NWO is the gimmick. Yeah, but no, that's an angle. New World Order is a storyline. I don't know. I guess like it's a group like the corporation, but it's also not an angle. Very well, I guess. I guess you're not. Yeah. Like 97 is literally Hogan Sting the entire fucking year. Oh, yeah. No doubt you know about I mean? it. So, and like 98 would be what? I guess Goldberg's like undefeated streak. For yeah. Time. For like half the year, at least. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Yeah. You know? So. You know, you're, you're really spoiling a lot for me. I was looking forward to watching all of this. Well, I, I literally said a sentence. I didn't say. Well, now I know what happened. I don't have to watch those. Oh, two my years. God. Never, dude. All right, you'll, you'll come back in 99 then. Fuck it. Actually, I am very much looking forward to WCW 99. <laughs> so I cannot wait. <laughs> I figured. Uh, right. So this week's episode is the August 21st, 95 edition of Monday Night Raw. 
a little bit of a programming alert. Next week is uh, SummerSlam 95, as we've mentioned. And then the week after that would be show 150, which Dallas likes to always note that type of stuff as like a milestone. Uh, and that will be the first ever Monday Night Nitro. Oh. So we'll be doing the live watch of the September 4th, 95 edition of Nitro, only because Raw was preempted. So they were not competing against each other. So with uh, episode 151, we'll be doing the live watch of Raw from September 11th, 95. But we'll discuss what happened on Nitro before we get into Raw. And uh, I've been thinking about like writing down notes for every 15 minutes to see like what would be on the program. So like when we're watching Raw, let's say we're six minutes in. Or at, at the 15-minute mark, I should say. I'll be like, this is, we've obviously watched Raw for 15 minutes. This is what happened on Nitro in those first 15 minutes. Mm. Which one would... Because you know how they do quarter hours. Right, right, so right. That would make the most sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be kind of fun to do. Yeah. Because well, I'm definitely planning to watch Nitro before, before we yeah. record those Raws. Yeah, I will be as well. Yeah, if you are too, I think, and I think that'll be... I won't be. I can. I just know myself. I won't be able to be like, oh shit, I, I miss fifteen minutes at a time and forget yeah. to write some shit down. But I think that's a really cool idea. I like that. Yeah, and I think that makes most sense as far as like covering it as much as we can without doing a whole nitro episode. No, so the plan. My idea would be before we watch Raw, like I would run down the matches or whatever. Yeah, and then. If there's any interesting like like interviews or something like that, it's not going to be like what we did in '93 and half of '94, where it's like blow by blow, and then we discuss or whatever. I'll be like, right, you know, Brian Pillman defeated Alex Wright with a crossbody or something, right? I'll do all that. Then we'll discuss like what we liked and didn't like about the show, whatever. If we if you know, let's say one week you Austin, maybe you didn't watch Nitro Dallas. If you were to skip it, whatever. You know, but I plan on watching them and, and taking the, the little, little notes, I guess. Right. Jotting them down. Um, really quick, just to kind of reel it back in here as far as the first episode of Nitro, I'm very excited to. So we're going to watch the first Nitro, and then the right. next week is September 11th Raw. Correct. To me, even picturing it now without knowing firsthand, like I've never seen the September 11th, 1995 edition of raw, right. but like seeing it in that lineup sort of deal, I feel like it's going to be like the walk of shame. <laughs> like, so, okay. Nitro goes on probably a pretty good first episode of nitro. We can all assume. I mean, I've seen it before, so whatever. Right. And then for Raw to come back, like, hey, guys, we're still here. Sorry we missed you last week. It's like the <laughs> walk of shame the next week. Right. Um, so I'm very excited to kind of see that unfold and see, okay, Nitro, exciting, new, fresh, you know, whatever. And then Raw's back the next week, and it's, it, like, embarrassed. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Sorry, guys, we're the same old show that you've watched for the last fucking four years. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be funny. Yeah. And then I was also wondering what you guys thought about this. Since we're kind of, I guess in one way, watching both shows, I kind of feel like the WCW shows shouldn't be labeled as bonus episodes anymore. 
That's a good, yeah, that's, I guess, a good question. How does something like well, that work? Oh, that's tough. Okay, so I could see this two different ways. Because I feel like generally we are not going to be, a Nitro episode isn't necessarily going to be in our normal feed. So, in a way, us covering the pay-per-views is still sort of a bonus. Yeah. Uh, but I see what you mean, Bob. Um, I don't know. I sort of still see it as a bonus in my eyes. If Since we're not actually going to be covering... Well, we're covering Nitro, but we're not watching Nitro. Raw is still our focus. The right. WWF is still our main focus, including their pay-per-views, of course. Right. So, I feel like they still sort of maybe should be bonuses. Yeah, no, I guess I agree with that. Now, I think if eventually we start incorporating a Nitro here and there, that might be a different story, maybe. But I still feel like the pay-per-views are still sort of a special thing. Well, I feel like when Night with with uh, Raw is preempted, then we would watch Nitro. I agree. If, if yeah. available, in that yeah. sense. Right? Yeah, no, I agree with that, for sure. Because as wrestling fans, that's what we would be doing. Right. So then I guess we would just treat it as we wouldn't get because like we've noted before, like we're treating this as if you know we're watching it at that time, right? How would we treat it? So I guess we would still kind of, you know, in September we wouldn't necessarily purchase Fall Brawl. We would watch in your house and then rent Fall Brawl. One hundred percent. Yeah, that. that's a that's a really good way to put that. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So then we'll keep on doing. I didn't know how you guys felt about it. No, I agree, and I, it's like it's kind of a throwback because, like we've said before exactly how you just laid it out we will we're the marks that are buying pay-per-views for wwf every month and then we'll go to the video king and be like oh we're bored tonight on a saturday night let's rent fucking super brawl and see how that was yeah and that would kind of that would kind of also explain why we don't do ecw um bonus episodes because ecw wouldn't be at the video store right and it's on at 2 a.m so like who the fuck is probably even watching that like 20 people And I also don't want to watch Sam and Russell garbage matches for Come on, dude. Well, 20 hey, minutes. Or I was something. just going to say if we ever if we ever got the time, I wouldn't mind a, a bonus episode of an ECW show here and there. Personally. I I kind of if we were to do that, oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I do agree with you, but I kind of feel like the only time that we could do that was when they were to start being on pay-per-view. Okay, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Inst- I, instead of like Heat Wave 96. Get your VHS tape in the yeah. mail. That's okay. going to take four to six weeks to get here. Okay, I, I totally agree with you on that. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a fine with me. Yeah. So, uh, in about three years, get ready for Barely Legal 97. Hey, two years, buddy. It's coming, dude. Barely Legal 97 is a good fucking pay-per-view. It is. It's a good time, from what I remember. So. Uh, but all right, let's get into our regular program. Since we got that stuff out of the way, we had a bit of a discussion for the future here of Icopod. Episode 148 here, obser- uh, some observer notes, uh, some backstage stuff going on, a couple of house shows, and one bit of syndication before we get into Money Night Raw. The 814 Raw, which featured Shawn Michaels against Jerry Lawler, got a 3.4 rating. Oh. So a little bit of an uptick uh, from previous weeks. The Eliminators, which would be Perry Saturn and John Cronus, got a tryout recently. And there's been, I guess, kind of conflicting reports on just how they did. Apparently, Tony Correa went up to them and said, hey, you guys are pretty good for being nobodies. But Meltzer noted that that kind of rubbed them the wrong way because they've done stuff in Japan and they're not really nobodies. I, uh... 
I'm going to go on the record and say right now that I think Perry Saturn is one of the most underrated guys that there ever was. I completely agree. Mind for the business, aggressive, fucking did moves that you did not see from other people. His, a fantastic his look was look. weird. Yeah, yeah. so fantastic. weird. Um, and really, I'm not a big John Cronus guy, but as far as athleticism for a bigger dude, like, absolutely. Uh, I think the Eliminators are a very good tag team. Yeah. And to see even a possibility of them coming into the WWF at this time is interesting, but a little scary to think like, how is that even going to, how would that even work? They would be toned down so much completely. (laughs) And I I think that that would affect their in ring stuff. And and if that's the case, I I hate to say it. I don't want to see them in the WWF. I don't see John Cronus being able or not being, not being allowed really to do the four fifty off the top. No, not no. gonna happen. And and really, just the personalities of those two would become, I think, very vanilla. Yeah. Um, but I definitely wanted to make note here of you know singing Perry Saturn's praises, especially because I don't think he gets enough credit in in modern times. He don't get me wrong, like personal problems and stuff aside, he had a lot going on, but. As far as like in ring and like contributions to wrestling, fuck, fucking, absolutely to Perry Saturn. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. He's a lot of fun to watch, even on like Sunday Night Heats from two thousand two. Right. You know, Random nitros where it's like yeah. him versus nobody, and he comes out and just destroys the guy. He has a really underrated uh, elbow drop too. Yeah, he's just, there's something about Perry Saturn that's effortless. He makes wrestling look really easy when the wrestling he's doing is not easy. And he's a guy that, what, he tore his ACL and he was back within like five months. Right. That doesn't happen. Right. Yeah, he's an animal. Uh, Perry Saturn's an animal. (laughs) Yeah, without question. Uh, Tony Norris, who is also known as Ahmed Johnson, is likely to be brought in for at least a TV tryout. If you are a follower of anything WWF, you know what that TV tryout likely turns into. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, kind of piggybacking on a look. If any guy ever was hired because of the way he fucking looks, it's Ahmed fucking Johnson. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I remember, I think Ahmed Johnson might have been one of the first guys that I would follow in the magazines. Really? And be like, this guy probably kills people. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, how, that's how I started off with wrestling. I didn't watch Raw. I really didn't watch, I didn't watch Nitro until probably mid-96 or so. I followed it through the magazines. So I would get WWF Magazine at, the, at Wegmans every month or PWIs or whatever, and I would right. see what's going on, you know? And I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm a, this Ahmed Johnson guy just freaking murdered – you know, Jerry Lawler or whatever. And I'd be like, holy shit. And you see the pictures of the guy. He's fucking huge. Huge. You know? Yeah. And he, the Pearl River Pro, uh, plunge pictures. You're like, holy crap. How can that guy do that? Right. You know. Um, to me, and this is going to sound terrible, but Ahmed always came off as like an ex-NFL star who might have killed somebody. But yeah. like, 
Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna brush it under the rug. And why don't you go do pro wrestling for a little while? Because uh, you might have killed somebody, and we can't really put you on CBS. So you can't really be on ABC if you murdered somebody. So I could go see, do that wrestling thing for a while. I could see him being that type of guy, but then there was like a mistrial because there was like juror. You know misconduct, and they're like, yeah. you know what? This just isn't really worth it anymore. Right, so, like, exactly. we'll just let you. Just don't do it again. Exactly. That when I picture Ahmed Johnson and just his face and how mad he fucking is all the time, like that's what I, that's what I picture him to be. Like that's his gimmick to me in my head. Yeah. X NFL slash secret murderer. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Uh, the British Bulldog has continued to leave Lex Luger high and dry on the house shows. So he's still pissed off about the whole USA chance, I guess. And nobody's chanting uh, England for him. As much as I hate it, I'm going to be excited not to see them team anymore because they've done nothing and it's wasting both of them. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it's a rarity where two singles guys don't win the tag titles. Because it seems like every time that happens, they do. And these right. guys don't. Right. Well, they, they had to have known that Lex was starting to get ready to head out. So they were like, okay, we got to think of something here. I don't think so. I think they're... You don't? Me neither. No, I, I think the whole idea behind that is that they had a gentleman's agreement. He's working without a contract, but the plan is that he would resign. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Luger's like, wait a minute. I, you know, Sting comes up to me, hey, man, you want to come over here? Surprise for the first Nitro. Okay. Yeah. I'll take a huge money thing. And then after that, it's like, you're, if you ain't signed, you ain't wrestling type of thing. So yes, exactly. Okay. I think, okay. I think it takes that. Yeah. Although to an extent, maybe not even until then, because Rick Rude does appear on Raw and Nitro at the same time. So, but to be fair, that was because Raw was taped like weeks in advance. Yeah. And he wasn't a wrestler. He was more of a, manager right right so i think it still stands bob i think you're i think you nailed it i think that it it came down to oh that just happened why are we so dumb that'll never happen again yeah yeah okay yeah that's that's that makes sense because old school ways dude and this goes back to like me thinking of ewr like the booking game you could have a guy on a handshake for years He's, there's no paper trailing his name on no dotted line. It's a handshake deal. Right. That's what I feel like Luger's doing now. It's a, hey, you're a man of your word. Okay, live up to it. But legally, in a legal forum, there's, they don't have a leg to stand on. A handshake doesn't serve in court. Right. So, you know, I think that's, like Bob said, I think that's where a lot of things kind of are set in motion and change at the same time. Uh, the last bit of news here is uh, Dave Meltzer believes that Goldust will be programmed against Shawn Michaels, and as a result, he will get a mega heel push. Kind of makes sense for the character to be mm-hmm. with the sexy boy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. that can make for uh, that can make for some intriguing television upon his debut, which and some believe... good matches, probably. Oh yeah, for, absolutely. But I think that might be. More like October. I don't think he makes his debut until like October, but I could be wrong. Or maybe September. I can't remember. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, let's go to house show notes. There's one WWF show, and there's also the USWA. 
So let's see which one we'll go to. The WWF had a show in Manchester, New Hampshire. August 17th, 1995, featured the following matches. Perry Saturn and John Cronus defeating Tim McNeeny and Smooth Operator. Interesting name there. Fatu defeated Hakushi. Hunter Hurst Helmsley defeating 1-2-3-Kid. Savio Vega defeated Rad Rafford. WWF World Champion Diesel and WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels defeated Men on a Mission. Razor Ramon defeating Psycho Sid by disqualification. WWF Tag Team Champions Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeating Lex Luger and Davey Boy Smith. And in the main event, Bam Bam Bigelow defeating Tatanka in a strap match. Oh. That's the main event. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going. I didn't think it sounded too bad, but that is a rough main event. Right. Well, to be fair, though, for once, the undercard doesn't sound like absolute fucking trash. Yeah, it is a rare instance. Because, I mean, Helmsley and 1-2-3-Kid is probably a good match. Fatu and Hakushi is probably solid. Solid. You know, Savio might get something out of Rad. Right. Uh, Ramon said would probably suck. So would the tag tag match there. Yeah, Diesel but you're Shots going for the sure. names for those. Oh, yeah, those are name matches yeah. for sure. I would say I, I would get upper deck. I'm not getting ringside or nothing. I'm not getting ringside, but I might get floor seats. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the I'll get the cheap sheet the cheap seats for uh, fifteen bucks. Yeah, that's fair. Or in ninety five standards, probably like six dollars or whatever. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Uh, let's go to USWA August twenty first, Memphis, Tennessee, Mid South Coliseum. It drew fourteen hundred fans for a gate of eighty six hundred dollars. So they're still doing some decent business here as we head towards the Monday Night Wars, which would eventually kill off the USWA. But here are the matches. There's nine matches on the card. It features Stephen Dunn defeating Gorgeous George III. Randy Hales defeated Brandon Baxter in an I Quit match. Brian Lee teamed up with Axel Rotten to defeat Doug Gilbert and Tommy Rich in a hospital elimination match. I don't know what 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 the hell? Uh, Bill Dundee defeated Buddy Landell in a loser leaves town match. Robert Gibson teamed up with Tracy Smothers to defeat Frank Morrell and Phil Hickerson in a street fight. Brian Christopher defeated Pat Tanaka. The USWA tag champions, the Heavenly Bodies, wrestled PG-13 to a no contest, and as a result, the title was held up. Tracy Smothers won a battle royal, and in the main event, the USWA Unified World Champion Jerry Lawler defeated Tracy Smothers. It does seem like a stronger show than usual to me. Um, but I still don't think I'm going. <laughs> as much as I want to know what the uh, the hospital elimination match, is that what it was? Yeah. Was, yeah, I'm not going to that shit. Okay, well, I'm going to go. I knew you were you bastard. Well, come on. There's four stipulation matches right at right. one right after the other. All right. And I would I would definitely I would go see the bodies against PG thirteen. I know. I would, that was gonna if, get my ticket. That was. And if it was promoted, which I'm assuming it wasn't because there was a battle royal, but if it was promoted Lawler against Smothers, I'd probably go see that too. Right. So I think there's enough uh and I mean you know Brian Christopher and Pat Tanaka could probably have a a solid match too. So I think there's there's enough for me to to check out USWA as well. So Mark. I can't help what you can't help what you love. Uh let's go to syndication on the August 19th edition of Superstars. 
King Mabel defeated Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Why is Bam Bam there still, dude? Who Just knows, fucking man. quit. Who knows? It's horrible. Talk about a guy who should have walked out on the first Nitro. There you go. Fucking Bam Bam, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, But yeah, that I guess uh, you got to build up King Mabel somehow, and I guess you have to sacrifice. I guess. I mean, you don't have to. Well, that's what they were probably thinking. Uh, But all right, it's that time now for the August twenty first edition of Monday Night Raw. The runtime for this is forty six minutes and. 11 seconds. It's the final Raw before SummerSlam. If you want to watch long, head over to the WWE Network. Of course, there's likely a 15 to deal with. Once again, I had Progressive. Um, Mine was The Undertaker again. Of course it was. So, uh, Austin, what did you have for your app? I actually am like trying to think about it, and I don't remember what it was. That's great marketing, then, because that couldn't remember the app. That's yeah, good. I don't remember. All right, uh, I'm going to cut down from five, and then uh, we'll get this show on the road. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. I hope there's boobs on this episode. No, No, that would be great. That's on the TNA show. Mm. That is true. (laughs) Oh, look, this past weekend on Superstars, Bob didn't tell us about this. What the I fuck? Can't, I can't tell you everything. Kama ripped up one of the black wreaths, and the guy who looks like Shane McMahon just walked in the ring and picked it all up. What if this guy started throwing Kama around like he wasn't shit? I don't think that is Shane. I don't think so either, but it looks kind of like him. I know that. I know. I think he did do. He did appear as that for a second. Oh, it's a casket match now yes. at SummerSlam. Fuck. Yes. You know, Dallas is going there. Undertaker against Tatanka tonight. All right. That's a marquee match. There you go. Yeah, well. I've Tatanka. been wrestling since trains were invented. I sat behind Jesus in the third grade. My favorite movie was the first one. And lastly... I'll be at Raw until there is no WWE. Mm. I like when he was like, rest in peace. Mm. Yeah, did you guys, uh, well, when this airs, it's old news, but the Paul Bearer hologram they did? Yes. I heard about it. I tried to find it on YouTube, but I couldn't find any clips, so I didn't think it was I, I actually thought it was pretty fucking cool. I haven't watched it because it's bullshit, but I did see. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> totally understandable, Bob. Um, but you know he's going to be at WrestleMania. Give me a break. He'll appear as the thirtieth man in the Royal Rumble and probably get a title shot. Are you fucking kidding me? King Mabel getting carried to the ring. I thought they did away with this gimmick. No, they they did it once since the first time we saw it. So this is like the only the third time that we've seen Mabel carried on this thing. And I believe it's also every time they do it, they start the show with him already like on it. So yeah. they must immediately just do it. Special interview with uh, Champion Diesel. He always gives great interviews. So Well, we get that be. shit so much. We always yeah. get special interviews with Diesel. Um... For me, as uh, men in a mission come in the uh, the ring here and make their entrance, 
I can't imagine like working for the WWF at this time, not as a wrestler, but like as a ring guy and like, or even like a producer. It had to be really fun to be doing this shit. Well, yeah, especially if you're one of the ring boys and you you hook up with Pat Patterson. I'm sure that's a lot of fun. I, that's why I didn't mention that. That that was more Mel Phillips, I think. No. It's a joke, okay? It's a joke. Yeah, all right. You know what? Ian Rumor- Matthews is right about you, man. It's just a matter of time before you're making pedophile jokes and sexual assault jokes. It's just... just- <laughs> Wait, who said that? Ian no, Matthews he- did. No, what did he say? <laughs> he said he was like, oh, it only took, you know... Oh, however yeah. many episodes until Dallas was corrupted and he made a yeah, pedophile so, joke about about Jerry Lawler. Well, you guys did it to me, okay? Yeah, don't. If everybody only it. knew that Dallas makes the way worse jokes off air than he does on air, yeah. If they only knew, that might be accurate. Oh, Mabel just tossing this poor guy with a mustache to the fucking mat. He kind of looks like a weird skinny JBL to me. I uh, dude, the face, right? Yeah, the face. Yes. I agree. Oh, look at this double team clothesline. How fucking stiff. We're uh we're still in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, which would explain why the the crowd is kind of amped up here. Uh speaking of fans really quick, Mike Campbell, I want to give a special shout out to. Oh, James Bond. He's so because cool. Because I found out on Twitter that this bastard yeah. likes James Bond too. Yeah, great. So up two points, Mike Campbell, yes. No, he's he's a he's a Chicago Bears fan, and uh I don't tolerate that stuff. Do, so. Does Bob even know who James Bond is? No. Yeah, so plus two to uh, Mike Campbell's list. Go ahead and give him two extra tallies, please. So he's at, what, negative eight right now? Yeah, that's better than most. Yeah, it is pretty uh, So Vince just mentioned about Rob being uh, not on. So that will be mentioned. Back, so... Did he mention, oh, just turn on. If you like wrestling, just go to TNT. <laughs> yeah, he pretty, he, yeah, he pretty much brought it up. Like, hey, do you, uh, do you miss Hulk Hogan? Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Mabel with a po- fucking pile driver. Well, the good thing about if Mabel power bombed you is that his legs would cushion your head for sure. Well, I don't know about missing Hulk Hogan, but I have a feeling that job guy is going to miss walking after that. Yeah, probably. Wait, he's up. He's a ball of fire. Oh, that's a different guy. Oh. The crowd just went nuts for this jobber guy getting some offense on Mabel. Why does every jobber guy wear like the striped leotard shit? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mabel is, yep, splashed him. Right in the corner. Thanks to Mo. Awkward fall down. Is Mo going to get the pin? Is Mo the worst guy on the roster right now or what? Uh, No, is Man Mountain Rock still on the roster? I don't know, dude. I might put Mo. <laughs> I might put him as number one worst. I think he sucks. We this got guy a macho man L drop out. for a two. This guy just kicked out of the top rope elbow drop. It's the macho Mo man didn't elbow even drop, pick him up. He's like, yeah, let me do this. I'm going to squeeze him. Watch this. Oh, oh fucking belly, dead. Belly. That should be it. Look at him posing when he pins him. I would have kicked out. Just go on a shoot. Screw it. 
Yeah. I ain't doing no job for King Mabel. Holy so. shit, Mabel was just standing on top of the guy. Look at the job guy standing up in the corner like, oh, that was shitty. I didn't even get to wrestle how that. Does, how does a guy that weighed that much standing on your chest like not kill you? Well, it does. We never see that guy again. Oh. Uh, do you like Mabel's little deer, deer towel in the back underneath the wall? Uh, yeah, it's a good look. Let me tell y'all something right now. Oh, he's telling us to shut up. That's rude. In 11 years, I'm going to be big, sexy viscera. And I'm going to be humping people. Did you see? Ra- it said Big Daddy Vegas. Big Daddy V. There you go. That's how that materialized. Now we know. Here we go. Look at that crown. It's so phony. The fake diamonds and shit on it. Give me a break. It's paper thin. Yeah. No effort went into it at all. I still don't know why he has the Michigan M on his chest. He took that from the Steiner brothers. I like how bottom heavy uh, Mo is, don't you? No. He's got like a rhino ass. It sounds like he's calling out the allied powers. Probably is. is. Get in the ring with men on a mission for no reason at all. Why does he want to have a match with the Allied Power? A tuna. Because he knows he can beat that team because every team beats that team. I like this crowd. They need to come here more often. Oh, they bow to each other. How cute. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? Tonight. So does that mean we're going to get Mon and Mission against the Allied Powers? Yep. <laughs> Hey guys, you remember when Dallas goes uh, as in the words of Vince McMahon talking about uh, the school district calling about Jerry Lawler? <laughs> I don't think I laughed that hard ever in my life. I didn't even hear what you said. Uh, I think it was an episode of Raw where fucking he was talking as Vince telling Jerry Lawler that they just got a call from the school district again that he was oh, within yeah, a yeah. distance of the school. Yeah. Look, it's time for the report card. Oh, Ooh, he's, his satellite class. He's in a satellite classroom. He's thinking ahead in about what twenty, yeah, about twenty-five years. Uh, yeah. You're gonna have to have virtual classrooms. So, here we are. He's ahead of the times. He's like on behalf of COVID nineteen. Everybody's like, Got "What?" It. This guy. Who you never would have thought that this guy was the franchise of ECW. Yeah, I'm pissed. It's like horrible. That's like sixty-eight. That's like putting Sabu in a fucking Big Bird costume, and now he's Big Bird on TV. (laughs) No, I think it's like it's like having Sabu being a uh, a dare spokesperson. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do drugs. What's his? He gonna grade him? Oh, he gets an NC. New champion. Okay. Oh, he's with men on a mission. He's the third man. I think what pisses me off more about this right now is the fact that he's using a very little piece of chalk. Yeah. Class (laughs) Class dismissed. (laughs) So this guy, his scouting report, he has him as Mabel being the new champion. He must be a horrible teacher. (laughs) <laughs> Not in a million years, brother. Yeah. 
Hey, America, American Online. I don't know. No Chat with Vince live. Ooh. <laughs> at 10 p.m. I wonder what he's going to be doing. <laughs> yeah, what's he yeah. chatting about at he's 10 p.m.? He's going to fix the microphone in his pants while you're talking. He's going to be, he'll be snorting cocaine and eating steak at 10 p.m. <laughs> That's what he'll be doing. Okay. Oh, sabotage. sabotage. Blindsided. He, he is. is. He doesn't care who went to SummerSlam. Because on Slow. September 11, Sid gets his shot at the WWE Intercontinental Champion, no matter what. That's right. September 11, it's Sid against either Ramon or Shawn Michaels. Now here comes one, two, three, kid. All right. He's like, hey, hey, buddy. I'm one, He's two, happy. three, kid. It's still summer. He can still be out past eight o'clock. <laughs> School starts up in about two weeks. He's pissed. Brooklyn Brawler, look at this guy. Unbelievable. Why well, is he is, fighting him? This is out of control already. Get him in the ring. Why is the bell ringing? They're not in the ring. What is this? WCW, no rules? Let's go. Pretty much. Relax, rules, great. Brooklyn Brawler looks at like the type of guy that when, you're, when your kids are walking to school, that you're keeping an eye on to make <laughs> sure that he don't try to take them. Yeah. <laughs> Kid missing a crossbody off the middle rope. Brawler is... Uh, Dominating this match, you must be getting a push here soon. Oh, drops him over the top rope chest first. Well, well do, you guys, do you think you could milk the Brooklyn Brawler out of his shirt? Because it looks like we got just enough room that his nipple is hanging out. I don't understand why he doesn't have a shirt that doesn't have holes in it. Well, he's got to get milked. He's homeless. Is that his gimmick that he's a homeless guy? Yeah, he's, he's a he's a milf. I never knew that. Uh, <laughs> So oh, homeless guy wrestling for the WWF and Dallas <laughs> is obsessed with this guy being milked. He's a, <laughs> he's a what? <laughs> Say that a milk. <laughs> what? Oh my what? God, this guy. Why? Because <laughs> the the milking. Hey, oh. uh, <laughs> spinning heel kick. Spin kick by kid. A couple of more kicks in the corner. Uh and another spinning heel kick. Do you know what a milf is? <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh. oh, we got him. One, two, three, kid. Pins Brawler with a roll-up. That was bullshit. That was quick. Brawler dominated, and then about four kicks later, one, two, three, kid wins. That wasn't yeah, what bad. The fuck? Ooh, okay, honey. Great. <laughs> a little bit of advice for you, one, two, three, kid. Don't get involved with a girl wearing braces. Yeah, Bob knows all about that. It does not work out. At least not the metal ones. Wait, why'd you look what? over? Does, that, does Sarah have those? No. Look at this still photo of King drawing a butt chin on fucking... Oh, it's a zit on one, yeah. two, three kids' chin. Oh, I thought... It literally looked like a boob. I thought he I thought he was taking my milking joke to the extreme. Oh, my God, this guy. We're, yeah, I was going to say Stridex. There it is. Oh, oh my, God. my God. How stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Stridex pads. That's pretty fucked up. If I was one, two, three kid, I'd be pissed about what they just did to me. <laughs> Last week, you'll remember Henry Godwin embarrassed the million dollar man. He put slop on him. Now, apparently, Godwin was pissed off that he wasn't technically part of the corporation. So now he's like, fuck you. I'm going to, I'll slop you. So that's what happened. Now we got Tatanka coming out. 
I feel like that's like a new name thing for him with a dollar signs like that. I haven't seen that before. Money, 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 money. You like you like his swagger? He's like, yeah, yeah. Ted's paying. Like me, curl my it. top lip. You know I'm a bad guy. Yeah. You know what Tatanka's thinking? Uh, I've been here for five years, and even still, nobody's gonna remember me. That's a pretty cool Undertaker shirt. Okay, buddy. It's cool. If you have it in a size large, if no. you want to send no, Dallas a DM, it. he'll uh, buy it for you. Dallas Maybe. isn't a size large. Yeah, what? Yeah, you are. I'm a, I'm a size large. You're a medium, Dallas? Why did you think I wore a large? You need to start, you know, gaining some weight. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, I like little dad belly, Dallas. Nah, we're getting, ri- we're getting rid of that. We're getting fit. I'm going to look like that cover of Shawn Michaels there with those glasses. What the fuck? Shawn Michaels. Shattered by a psycho. <laughs> and Shawn's straight jacket said, exclusive SummerSlam preview. And you can buy these Tridex pads, too. And you can wipe all your back knee off Mike. as you inject your fucking steroids. <laughs> I don't think you can use Stridex on anything but your face. You're probably not supposed to, but I bet you could. <laughs> yeah. We're back. Oh, that guy got scared there. He's like, oh, fuck, the bell toll. Yeah, you see, now, now the lights went out. If my mom was there, she'd be like, oh, my God, what the fuck's going on? What's what that new Metallica song? And my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Here he comes, guys. Time check. You're at 16.30. I'm ready for the blow off of Kama and Undertaker at SummerSlam in a casket match, brother. I'm not. Is this where we're going to see Kama finally turn into the Godfather? He's going to get thrown into the casket and then he's going to come out no. with chains on? No, no, no. With chains on. Why is every match Undertaker is in a casket match? Why is it the Undertaker has walked at the same pace for 25 years? Well, they they made sure on his uh, his farewell that they were like, okay, you got to at least walk out for five to ten minutes. Of course. Tatanka sent in the corner. Hot start here because Undertaker did a couple of punches. Instead of the usual just standing there. Oh, f- face planting him. I gotta admit, the Undertaker is super over with the crowd, even though Dallas is yawning hardcore right now, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, it's a long day. Yeah, I bet it was. Sitting at home. This guy. I was up late last night doing social posts for this shit. Yeah, I bet you were. Listen, buddy, you make all those up by yourself. Nobody fucking said, yo, you're doing this shit. Hey, no. I just wanted our page to look cool. What can I say? Nah, fuck them. I'll take her walking the ropes. Ted, do something. Trip him. Nothing. Comes oh, my down God. Over, take, he hits him. He hits him with his hand off of the top rope. What a maneuver. Yeah, it's Do you like that Taker's being lazy with the hair dye right now and it's like the top of his head is orange? Yeah. That's all right. Um, Has Undertaker ever slipped when he was doing that before? I'm sure he has. On TV? Because I don't remember that ever happening. I don't know. Uh, we got we got Dave Hebner in here in the ring. He's scared. He's pissing his pants now. That's Earl. You don't know that. I do know that. It's Earl. You don't. They're fucking twins. 
literally Earl Hebner. You fucking don't know shit, Bob. Tatanka better know. win this match. Oh, oh, scoop slam. Tatanka's like, yeah, look at my tits, Undertaker. Oh, Undertaker sits oh, no, up. He sat up. Tatanka is looking thick. I think he looks pretty decent right now, like in shape size. Oh, at okay. least he's not wearing baby blue fucking gear. <laughs> what? In the fuck? That was Undertaker a just broke a rib. I don't know. I feel like Tatanka's looking not great right now. He looked better like six months ago. I don't know if I agree. I there was. I think around King of the Ring, he was looking pretty bad. Well, he ain't looking much better then. Well, we can't be talking. We can't talk negatively of this guy. We can't You're right. Speak you know. Listen, Tatanka. I love that you have Ted DiBiase's handprints on your ass in paint. Good job, brother. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, Look at. Just as kind of a a fun tidbit, Tatanka's actually a big right winger. For those of you out there who can relate or or not, I don't know if I knew that. Just something uh, to throw out there. Oh, how do you know that? Uh, his Twitter makes it quite obvious. Oh. I'm not, I can't say I'm surprised. So is The Undertaker. Well, there you go. So is Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is. Fucking Although he never wants to get political, but then he's donated $1,000 to uh, that side. So whatever. It's fine. Jericho isn't overly vocal, which is like at least dealable. Yeah. So I can I'll accept that more. I don't care either way. All of them are liars. And well, we're yeah. gonna get screwed either way. Yeah. They'll tell you what you want to hear, and they get in there, and they're just like, Well, it turns out we can't do any of that. So your uh, taxes are gonna be raised by twelve percent. And he's like, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh speaking of taxes. Can't wait to see IRS on the other channel, huh, boys? I think no, I think get, certainly. I, no, I think it's going to be good. I think a uh, little VK baby, I think he's going to do great. Holy shit, is that Bob in the crowd? No, that's <laughs> not Holy me. shit, that was Bob. No. What the fuck was that? Why did it's they show him? Some random guy in a druid outfit, but wasn't a druid. Bullshit. Huge Harry Potter glasses. That guy. There was a guy in the crowd trying to sell an urn. A fake urn. That was weird. Usually it's cotton candy, not fake urns. I like how Ted does absolutely and contributes absolutely nothing. And he does that even in WCW when he becomes a manager there. He doesn't do anything. Like, what is the point? He doesn't clap. He doesn't get upset. He doesn't walk around. He stands. He doesn't throw any weapons in or nothing. Nothing. Just nothing. He's just the money man, if you will. Taker breaking out of a sleeper hole with a back suplex. Devastating maneuver. Undertaker has So devastating that Tatanka's up already, and he's beating the shit up of uh, Taker again. I like that Undertaker's having a hard time with Tatanka here. Oh, Tatanka runs into a boot. Well, Tatanka's no slouch, you know. That was a bad-looking clothesline. As we go to commercial break. They're getting a long time. Well, it's probably been about four minutes or so. Ducks the clothesline as Taker, and he hits a leaping clothesline. That's the highest I've ever seen a white guy jump in my life. I don't like the Undertaker jumps with that. Like, you don't need to do that. Just clothesline him. 
it's fast. I don't know how I don't know how a dead guy ever loses a wrestling match. And he's dead. It's harder to kick out because your bones are like they're like <laughs> rocks. So like it's hard to like move your joints and shit. Your bones are rocks. This guy. <laughs> it's just how it is. Your brain is a rock tonight, dude. First of all, if you're dead, your bones are brittle. So they break every time you move. No, dude. They he's got rigor mortis. I was gonna say rigor mortis is probably the real mm. he's stiff. And if you oh, think his arms and legs are the only things that are stiff, you're wrong. So you're going so, for a choke slam. He's so got skip, it. Skip must have rigor mortis every night too, then I guess. Well no, he's got the opposite because it's shrinked. Uh, he's got a shrink shrink mortis. He always looks pretty stiff to me. There we go here. Tatanka's gonna get uh tombstone Shredel. No, Skip Skip's favorite game is uh, hide and seek. Oh. oh. Poke his head out sometimes. Tatanka, I would have kicked out at one. That was the slowest fucking three count I've ever seen in my life for a non dramatic finish. I would have kicked out at one. Ted DiBiase is super disappointed. That guy's flexing no muscles. That's cool. Just think, Ted DiBiase once owned The Undertaker. For like he's gonna, a week. He's going to pay him. He's going to, hey, you want to come out with Brother Love again? We can do that. If you want to do that, all you got to do is listen to me, and I'll pay you some money, and we was, can do that. Uh, was Ted DiBiase at the farewell thing? No, but he did post a really cool video on uh, Twitter. I feel like he should have been if he was like the first guy to be a No, in- instead they brought out friggin' uh, the Godwins, which made me laugh my ass off because they didn't even look like the same people. Yeah. Oh, old people came out? Yeah, Savio yeah. Vega was on, of course. Shout out Savio. On the pay-per-view? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Rikishi was there. Or Fatu. Uh, What'd they do? The... Just come out and like okay. give my high five? Oh yeah, so as we're as we're getting into our SummerSlam thing and nothing important's gonna be said. SummerSlam yeah. report and we're gonna get matches, dude. We already know the matches. So They might uh, announce more. Okay, well when, <laughs> cut me off if they do. So Austin, yeah, they literally walked out, then they played a package and Undertaker came out and they were all gone and everyone on the internet was like, Where'd all his friends go? That's they brought weird. all these guys out to do nothing. That's weird. Yeah. Um They didn't want to break kayfabe, dude. And uh mick or kane was the only one in gear and it was so there's a picture you'll probably see it on twitter i'm sure in the next couple days and it's literally him looking at everyone and it looks like he's looking at him like why the fuck am i the only one in gear (laughs) i I did see that that's cool we're just seeing highlights here of last week where razor and sean got in a confrontation about their ladder match and diesel playing the bam bam bigelow role was like no guys we're friends Red Hart against the evil dentist. They should have been an ant. The feud being that should have been that the feud being that Yankum is mad that Bret Hart is Canadian and doesn't pay for uh, dental. Um, they should have had that been like a dentist office elimination match. Mm-hmm. Right. If it was only the USWA, it would be. Yeah, only in Memphis. Oh, we were getting like a voicemail. Uh, to Doctor Yankum's office. Yeah, okay. saying he he won't he won't be available because he's at he'll be at SummerSlam. I won't be available to pull your teeth. 
Look at this guy. Bret Hart having to cut a promo against a dentist. You're going to get extracted from the SummerSlam. That's exactly what I'm going to do. That was it. <laughs> what a great promo. Dr. Yankum DDS, you're a degenerate, and I'm from Canada. See it at, at the SummerSlam. At the, at the SummerSlam. Why does he put the in front of everything? Dude, every time. It's every... me and you at the at the Slamboree. At the Survivor Series. <laughs> the WCW. Okay, here comes another King Mabel promo. Tune-up match. And then we'll Mogus says, the long live the king. Great. Uh, 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 uh. We haven't heard anything from Lex or Davy Boy yet. We're like halfway through the show, so we probably should hear from him soon. Let me tell you. Don't accept imitations, only one raw. Oh, foreshadowing. Monday Night Show. I bet that has to be in in regards to they've already announced Nitro is going to be on, I'm assuming. And people are. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to think so. Special interview with Diesel coming up. TV trivia. What is this? Uh, what in the absolute fuck? There's George, and another George. Is this a prank? Hey guys, here's question number one: How big is Batista's dick? I don't know who Batista is, but you think you can answer that, George? How about you? They're both George. Yeah. A new season, September 11th. Which one is it? Monday Night Football, wrong. Monday Night Raw. What? Oh, William Shatner. That's right. March Return of William Shatner. Nope, not Star Trek. Nope. Nope. Not Twilight Zone. Nope. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. He just won $57,328. Why? (laughs) I don't know. What does that mean? New fall season. I wonder if that means that's when they get the new opening and stuff. September 11th. Who gives a shit? It's all the same fucking storylines. No, it's not. Here's Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Yeah, Vince just said a new look, new attitude for the World Wrestling Federation. So The uh, Attitude Era coming to you September 11th. (laughs) Scott Taylor. Oh, shit. Yeah, here we go, dude. Pierre's beating the fuck out of him. Do the worm, Scotty. Listen, My. if you walk up to a motherfucker and he's got these three things, you're screwed. A mesh top. Yeah. A fucking eye patch. Yep. And fucking thigh-high boots. You're done, dude. Just give that's, up. That's probably a regular occurrence in Orlando. You're going to get your uh, ass. I, I really hate the boots. I hate the boots, too. Scott oh, Taylor, Taylor with a top rope crossbody. Gets a two count. Taylor's trying to get a job here. Oh, oh. Well. <laughs> Try for a drop kick. That didn't work too well. The way he had his legs out, it seemed like he was looking to get power bombed. Yeah, I thought that. It looked like it was supposed to get turned into like a pop-up power bomb, but it like didn't. Yeah. I like that not only is Pierre wearing a mesh top, it's got like a lace up in the front. <laughs> Yeah. It's really good. I didn't know pirates dress like that. Butt pirates, maybe. Yeah. Oh. 
Uh, I don't know here. Pierre still looks like he really hurts people when he wrestles, and I like I, that. I like Jean-Pierre Lafitte. I do, too. And I think he should team up with Goldust, and they can be like a dominatrix group or something. That'd be great. I like this Pierre. I don't like Pierre with the Quebecers. I, I still mean, like Jacques better just because he's an absolute asshole. I don't like Jacques. I preferred Pierre out of the Quebecers. I don't know why I like Jacques. I think it's because literally he's a douchebag. <laughs> oh, top, middle rope uh, headbutt to the gut. What's his finish here? Doesn't he have like the Swanton Bomb or something like that? Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I thought it was a splash. I thought that's what he was about to do, but you might be right, Bob, with the... Uh... I think it's a, I think it's a swan time. He looks so different with that long hair and the eye patch and beard. Who would have guessed that this guy would be a future Ring of Honor champion? I could have told you that, I guess. I wouldn't have told you that. Oh, splashing him against the ropes as Taylor's stuck and they're tied up in the ropes. Two splashes. Ain't right. That should be a disqualification. Can't beat up a guy that's tied up in the ropes. Come on, Tim White. Yeah, what are you even good for, Tim White? Oh, gut buster. Here we go. Whatever. He's setting it up right now. No, he's oh. not. He's going to shove a flagpole up his ass. Come on. You the flag on him? Yeah. What is he doing? No. Nope. Too, no, we've gone too gimmicky for this for me already. Yeah, what do, what was the point of that? He put the flag know, on him? It's a lot of stalling. Oh, he hits the swanton off the top. Throws the flag off. One, two, three. Okay. I didn't I don't think the whole putting the flag on the guy is necessary. No. Yeah. Still have a special interview with Diesel. Waiting on that. This Pierre looks fucking mean, Here's and Goldust I like it. God, this bullshit. Look at that jacket. Jesus. I don't like how shiny he's like blinding. He talks too quiet. That's why they he call rebels. me. Goldust. Dust. <laughs> he looks like a psycho. No kidding. I think the true test is going to be the the arena. You know, I you know the vignettes are one thing and whatever you can kind of get away with a lot. But I'm interested to see the reaction he gets in front of a live crowd. Is it going to be like let's sell shit on this or like what is this? I think they're going to shit on it. I do too. The internet lit up. That's what Jay Lowe is saying. Ever since he appeared, the internet lit up. Now, I don't know how that's going to happen because it take back in 95, it probably took about 25 minutes for AOL to load up. <laughs> oh. oh, Vince is in the ring. He's going to bring out the world champion Diesel to talk about SummerSlam. Oh, my God. Here comes the Diesel truck. Oh, boy. oh it just ran over. Look at him. Look at him. Uh, there's something that I really like about I don't give a fuck, Kevin Nash. Uh, everything? Because when he doesn't give a fuck, he's hilarious. Yeah, it's the best Diesel. <laughs> yeah, dude. The best, the, that's the best Diesel, but not the Diesel when he's going around kissing babies and hugging grandparents. No, no. That's the worst one. He needs to be powerbombing grandparents through a table 
mm-hmm. punting kids across and the sticking street. his tongue out and making weird eyes. That's right. That's the Shawn Michaels rubbing off on Kevin Nash, and I really like it. Well, I bet you Shawn's like, dude, don't even, don't even care. Exactly. This and place is a fucking oh, joke. It's so good. Do you, he'd probably be, yo, you be, yo, Kevin. Do you think I care about this place? We have, <laughs> we have a fucking garbage man and a dentist on our fucking TV. Okay. And I know you've done some shitty ass gimmicks, but have you ever been a garbage man? No. <laughs> I don't think so. How about a pig farmer? No. It's mm. so good. It's so good. Big daddy cool. He was born ready for King Mabel. <laughs> Look at him, look at him. Dude, oh, yeah, that look. face, dude. The facials, you don't care. <laughs> Fucking asshole. This guy. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Sean, though, especially Sean. Oh, so good. Of just being a jerk off. Yeah. That makes me want to watch. When somebody's an asshole... It makes me want to watch it. Sir Mo. I thought I had a clean win against Sir Mo. <sighs> Jesus. What's our time check here, boys? Uh, I'm at uh, 36.16. Yep. We got less than 10 minutes to go on the show. Two weeks ago, Shawn Michaels made the save for, uh, for Diesel against him on a mission. Which likely led to the tag team matches we've seen on house show circuits. Yeah, Diesel can definitely powerbomb a 568-pound Mabel when he has a hard time doing it to Sid. A very hard time. Yeah. Now, I know this is where the big boys play. You see the adjective there? Play. Play. And I'm going to pick his his fat ass up. (laughs) At SummerSlam. Oh my god. Why did the camera get so close? That was a weird camera cut right to him staring at us. <laughs> yeah, you better get ready, mate. Diesel, you need to blink. Diesel Bauer. This is stupid. Yeah, they're cutting <laughs> to all the women in the crowd. There was two. Oh, here comes the British Bulldog. Uh, hey there, Diesel. Uh, I didn't appreciate uh, the diesel power thing. We don't have diesel power in England. You know that. Our it's fuel, all about petrol. Our fuel is potatoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Why has he got Lex Luger's jacket on? Oh. Medical emergency to Atlanta. Oh, oh, that's weird. Interesting. I tell you what, Vince, I got a history of Royal Rumble matches, and this year I'm gonna win the Royal Rumble because I'm bizarre. Well, uh, Mister Bulldog, we are quite a bit away from the uh, the Royal Rumble. What? I thought it was January. <laughs> Would you guys like to see the British Bulldog and Diesel? Fight against like, Mabel. I like. team up with Big Daddy Cool against Mabel and Moe. 
Yeah, Davey. No. Diesel's like tapping Vince. He's like, how much am I going to get paid for that? <laughs> if, I, if I agree, how much are you going to give me? You just made my day. Okay. That's got to be his new catchphrase. So every time he gets happy, you just made my day. How stupid. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Look at these two idiots about to tag up. Fucking Bulldog and Kevin Nash. Like, what? Here comes Mabel not getting carried to the ring. He's just walking. Let me tell y'all something. In 2006, I'm going to be humping people. <laughs> I'm going to be humping Charlie Huss in the middle of the ring and staring <laughs> down Lillian. <laughs> Fucking the bastards. They're going to wrestle right now? Yeah, man. It's a tag match. This is the tag team main event. We've been spoiled tonight. We have two featured matches. This is crazy. Do you think if they chant for Diesel, uh, Bulldog's going to drop off the apron and leave? Oh. Oh, that's good. That's a good thought. Because he does get pissed off when they chant for America. Right. They're chanting for Diesel. What if you just grab the microphone? Could you guys please stop chanting Diesel? Do me all a favor. I need all your support. Oh, he wants Mabel. Diesel's like, give me the big guy. And Moe's like, like, I'll take you out. Yeah, goddammit. I'm going to use my little legs, and I'm going to powerbomb you, Diesel. <laughs> I want Diesel to grab the microphone and be like, how was... I want Diesel to grab the microphone and be like, how is this Easter egg talking to me? <laughs> That's Dumpty, Dumpty fell, off a, uh, fell off the bridge. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> Diesel's like, goddammit. Oh, Stinger splash in the corner. Let out a howl. And oh, well, oh, another one. Oh, fuck. Mo just got decapitated. Yeah, Mo's been murdered. Basically, when Diesel does a stinger splash, his dick hits Mo in the face. <laughs> so he's done. Yeah, he's been, he was just uh, dipping his nuts in some chocolate right there. Okay, buddy. Well, I'm just saying, man. Uh, I'm uh, ready for fucking Bizarre One to get in the ring. He's just clapping. I'm bizarre. I'm <laughs> He's bizarre. quite excited for this match. Oh, big boo. Ooh, nice. Davey's like, I haven't been in a match that in over a year. <laughs> Tuck me in. Davey's like, all right, man. Oh, Mo, Mabel's in. Davey Boy's in, too. Wait a minute. Davey Boy just clotheslined Diesel from behind a side slam by Mabel. Oh, fuck yeah, that. Wait a what second. What world is this? The British oh. Bulldog has just joined Men on a Mission. Get him his purple and gold gear now. He is the court gesture. Oh, no. Mabel is holding Diesel. Bulldog is yelling at Diesel. Oh, fuck yeah to this. He's slapping. How do you like that? What the fuck's Cornette? No, 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 no. Why is Cornette out here? Don't ruin Cornette. this. Cornette is out here with the championship belt. Oh, don't ruin this. Slapping Diesel some more. Vince is devastated. Lawler's excited. Why is Cornette out here? Because. He he must be aligned with uh, Davey. I think. What? I don't think he's aligned with Mount Emission, is he? No, there's no way. It's oh. definitely for what Davey. Is it? Oh, Diesel broke free from Mabel, but then British Bulldog picks him up and he's going to do the running power slam. 
Ooh, yeah, heavy fuck. Look at that. <laughs> oh no, Mabel with the leg drop. That probably just broke Diesel's face. I'd be overselling if I was Kevin Nash. I'd be flopping around like a fish. I was gonna say I'd still I'd be doing the Brian Knobs right there. One hundred percent. This is awkward. Mabel just picked up Bulldog for a romantic like a child. Like a romantic uh celebration. Wait. Wait, why is Bulldog going to hold the championship when Mabel's the one fighting for it? He's the champion now. Bulldog doesn't understand the rules. If I knock down the champ, I win, right? Oh, look, he gave it to Mabel. He's like, oh, fuck me. You take it. I'm outstaged again. <laughs> Second fiddle again. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, another lay drop. With, with the belt around his arm. Yeah. The added weight really helps when he brings the leg down. What a sight that would be. Mabel is the WWF world champion. I don't want Jim Cornette involved with fucking British Bulldog, man. No, you know, if there was ever a guy that probably needs a manager for promos, it's the British Bulldog. Yeah, but come on. I'm just saying. The Royal Plan. There's no plan. He's making it up. Well, that's what he was saying. They said this a couple weeks ago, the royal plan. Yeah, there's not a plan. This is just another part of it. Further word regarding something here. We're at 44.13, so we're just under two minutes left. (coughs) Diesel can't get to his feet. He's absolutely destroyed. He's definitely going to lose the title Sunday. So keep keep a listen out for our next episode where Diesel loses the title to King Mabel at SummerSlam. I hope not. That'd be horrible. Diesel's like, I can't believe my best friend, the British Bulldog. <laughs> I'm so pissed. Jerry Law is backstage with uh, WWF World Champion King Mabel, Mo, and the British Bulldog. <laughs> King had to be there. Yeah. Well, you have to have, there's two crowns, so that's good. But Jerry Lawler, who's Holy a fake crap. king, his crown looks better than the real uh, king. The king just said this is the biggest shock since Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, shit. Or no, that's December, right? I was going to say, well, isn't September 11th like the date? But I think it's December 3rd or something. Yeah. Oh, this is the first part of the royal plan. In 2006! <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay he, so he said that the belt's gonna go from around his shoulder to around his slim waist yeah right here we go highlights again of bulldog turning on diesel less than three minutes ago and we're getting a fucking recap of it <laughs> yeah we're probably gonna see this for several times over the next three to four months remember three months ago when this happened well don't worry we're finally getting a match yeah, when they wrestled each other in 1996. Remember six months ago when this happened? Jesus. Intercon champion. Whoever that is, Sean or Razor, will defend against Psycho Sid on September 11th. How many different promo pictures does Sean have at this point? About 12. And that's how the show comes to an end. All right, so how are we feeling about a Bulldog heel turn on uh, Big Daddy Cole? Very good. So I also like it. My problem with it, though, is like to do it right before SummerSlam when it really. I don't know. I feel like that for me, 
I would have gotten more excited about that after SummerSlam. I agree. It's something that they should have saved. Yeah, the timing of it seems a little weird. They they definitely need strong heel hold up. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's yeah. no no doubt about that. They need a heel Lex Luger from uh, fucking two years ago. But guess what? They haven't done that. See, now that's what I would have done. Instead of having turning Bulldog, I would have turned Luger instead. Right, because that's fucking logical and it makes sense. Yeah, he doesn't work as a as a babyface Lex Luger. So just make him into the heel that he was and was uh, really good at it. Right, and if you think of Davy Boy, realistically, he works better as a face. He can do heel. I agree. But he works better as a face. Yeah. I don't know. It's about hiding your you know, your weaknesses and, and accentuating your strengths. And I feel like they do the opposite. They hide their strengths and accentuate the weaknesses. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh well as for you know for a go home show, I thought it was uh okay. They didn't really hype up much of no SummerSlam though. Well you didn't no. you didn't see Sean, you didn't see Razor. Okay, there's like one of the biggest matches in the card. Uh Brett had that one like ten second promo, which is kinda lame. Right. Like Brett hasn't been on screen in a ring and I feel like it feels like months. I know. Um I don't even know what the other matches are. What's it? What's our tag team title match for SummerSlam? Do we know? Uh, there. I'll you know. I'll run down the card. There's nine matches. Yeah, let's do that. So there's here are the nine matches. Uh, one, two, three. Kid taking on Hakushi. Oh, some yeah. of these matches. There's no backstory for that at all. No, some of these matches were not announced on Raw. So just a forewarning. But there's not anything major. So the uh, next match is Sparky Plug Bob Holly taking on Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Nothing at all about that. No, no context, no fear. The Smoking Guns will be taking on the Blue Brothers. No hype for that. Yippee! Can't wait for that. Uh, this match has had some some buzz to it, mostly on syndication. Skip will be taking on Barry Horowitz. Okay, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, I guess if it's on something, at least I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the WWF Women's Champion Alundra Blaze will uh, defend against Birth of the Fay, which we uh, haven't seen in months. Yeah. They right. could have squeezed at least one segment in the past, you know, six months for that. They could or have tell done something. Us, or tell us who the fuck Birth of Fay is. We've literally seen her ambush her one time in April, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They could they could have done something else with that. Like, come on. Yeah. Uh, now the the last four matches are basically the real the only matches that have gotten any kind of build. So it's your quadruple main event, essentially. The Undertaker will take on Kama in a casket match. Bret Hart will square off against Isaac Yankum DDS. WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels will defend against Razor Ramon in a ladder match. And the main event will see WWF World Champion Diesel defend against King Mabel. Yeah, I don't know if there's really much on the show I give a fuck about. Yeah. They don't... Here's the problem. As fans, we don't care, and that's fine. But to know that the actual people who are putting this shit together don't care enough to not explain half of the card and then to give us just horrible mismatches for the second half... And then a lazy rebook of Sean Razor for really yeah. no reason. 
it just it blows my mind. And it's no secret why they struggled so hard in 95. I don't know why they allowed themselves to get so complacent. It's just it's crazy to me to to see it like that. There's no excuse. Yeah, there's not really that major angle to to draw you in at all. Unless unless they're banking on the royal plan. Well, and here's the thing, and I guess that's a good point that you're making, Bob. If Diesel and Mabel had a really killer angle attached to it, <coughs> whether it's Diesel and Mabel or not, is it going to be a great match? No, it never would be. But with an awesome angle, you can almost excuse it. The fact that there's not even a decent angle attached just is, like, unfathomable. Like, I can't even... Who saw that on paper and was like, yeah, let's do that? (laughs) Well, you have to try to create... I guess you have to try to create a new star. That's probably what they're going for. Which is fine, but you can't do it against Diesel. I I don't think you can do it for Mabel. Yeah, I think it's a weird choice. I'll tell you what. You do it with Mabel and Bret Hart, Bret Hart will get Mabel over. Mm. I don't know. I I think there's some talent, no matter who you put in there with them, would not get over. And I I don't think Mabel could get over in the capacity that they're trying to do it. Main event-wise, you mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but we'll never know because they're doing it with the wrong guy anyway. And Diesel, you can't. Yeah. Two giant guys where you're trying to make or break somebody. Like, come on. Anybody knows that's not going to work. I think the peak for Mabel at this point would have been as a undercard babyface that could uh, carry like the B show on the house shows to be that type of draw. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't think the heel is there because even as heel, he's not super over. I think it's more indifference to Mabel when he's out. Um, to where is his face? At least he was getting like the arm waves and like the pops yeah. on his big moves. You know, right now it's like people just don't care. Yep. There's no heat involved. I, I kind of think King Mabel has the ever dreaded kind of go away heat. Yeah, just indifference. People don't care. And it's that's, yeah. and that's the worst kind. Right. And it's it's sad to say that I'd argue a guy who's virtually a commentator, Jerry Lawler, has double the heat that your main heel does. I could see that, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's, or even Yankum. I bet you Yankum's gonna have a hell of a good little Hot streak at the pay-per-view. People be booing the fuck out of him. <laughs> See, I don't know because they haven't seen him in person yet. I want to boo him. Just by seeing the vignettes. Like, I, think, I think they both are kind of indifferent for me. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. It's just, it's silly. And Mabel in the gear is silly. The crown is silly. Nothing is selling me on Mabel being a legitimate monster heel. Yeah. Nothing. And I don't know if that's necessarily even what they're going for, because his character is kind of like a hip hop sort of, you know, whatever it is. But 
it's just there's something that's missing. There's something is not firing on all cylinders. There's a missing ingredient to this this pie here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to go for with King Mabel. I can't imagine them sitting there being like, "Oh, I think we can make this guy a main event heel." It's just it, it wasn't organic. Yeah. Mabel's, I think you're right. I think his peak popularity is either as a singles undercarder face or even with men on a mission as a face team. That's when they were getting the most cheers and most recognition uh, together as a face team. Mabel is the front runner. Ever since this man, no, it's been kind of. Oh, here we go. Oh, Moe's going to be in a singles match tonight? Okay. <laughs> Mabel's fighting this guy tonight? All right. Snap. I think Sir Moe weighs him down even more, too. Like I, do, I fucking, do, too. Like a fucking anchor. Yeah. If you're going to do anything, if you're going to do anything, you need to do what they did at the very start. Moe doesn't talk very much. He doesn't wrestle. He wears a dark suit with no shirt underneath and necklaces. Mabel comes out all black, fucking looking mean. Doesn't want to even wear the, breaks the crown. Says, I'm not wearing that piece of shit. Makes his own crown that's like, looks like it's worth $10,000. His own jewelry that looks like it's worth $50,000. Rings. Do that. Make it cool, but, like, there's still a meanness to it. Don't have him come out with a fucking Burger King crown, the fucking purple frilly shirt, Mo, who's still basically in his face gear, talking a lot, and, like, being a big part of the angle. There's things that they could have done, and it ties back to hiding the weaknesses and accentuating the positives. They could have easily made that into something at least viable. And instead they were lazy and just said, well, here you go, Mabel, you figure it all out. And of course he's like dropping the ball. He's got nothing to work with. Right. Uh, I think I, I, I get that. Uh, everything you noted, I, I kind of, I like the idea for uh, Moe's constant look, because you're right. That one time he came out wearing all black and stuff looked pretty good. And you have, if you're, to do Perfect. this, they should have got rid of the purple for Mabel from the get-go. 100%. It's 100%. like the Tatanka deal. When he went to the corporation, he still is the Native American Tatanka. Nothing has changed about the character. Right. Right. That seems to be a, a constant flaw for whenever they kind of try to change somebody up. You know, it'd be like The Undertaker being the biker gimmick, but still the dead man. Right. And still being the supernatural guy. No, he actually changed the character exactly constantly. Same thing exactly. with Goldust. You know, over time he changed the character up or whatever, slightly, but he he would still do it. And if we're talking about, I mean, early to mid '90s at this point, hip hop is huge in pop culture. It's it's the music people are listening to. Maybe like the grungy thing is kind of getting big or whatever, or is like on the backswing. But hip-hop right now in the 90s is huge. And there is dozens of guys that they could have molded at least Mabel's look around 
to make him feel like a more realistic threat of a character. Case in point, you could do Notorious B.I.G. Use Notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls' look of like the black leather coats and like just the mean look of a rapper at the time and build off of that. It's so simple. And Mabel could have done that. He's got that swagger to him. Even when he talks, he could have made that work. And then again, at least you have something to work with. With what they're doing now, it's so silly. And it just, I don't know. I I don't know how that ever could have succeeded. Whether he was wrestling for the WWF title or not. I don't think it's earning money either way. So he won the King of the Ring. How long do you think before he is off television completely? I'd give it less than a calendar year. So before June 96. Yeah. You don't think they'll just transition him back into just being a tag team or anything? You think they're going to completely... I don't think you can. I don't know if you can. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't succeed in this role, I don't think you can kind of revert back. It's just because it's such a steep pitch. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's so quick and then so quick back down, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, where is your guys' uh, excitement for SummerSlam? Go ahead, Dallas. I'll let you go first. Um, I'll say a 4. Um, I was going to say a 3. So I'm, I'm pretty close there with you. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm trying to hold out hope that we're going to be surprised by a match or two. Uh, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt in the regards of it being a pay-per-view. You know, hopefully that'll just bring a little bit more excitement itself. Again, I'm a sucker for SummerSlam. Um, but I really can't, I don't think I can go, I don't even think I could bump up to a four with Dallas. I, I think I have to say three. I'll go right in the middle, three and a half. Yeah. Just well, because I... there's just not anything really grabbing your attention for it. I know. Yeah, I mean, if I'm the most excited according to the scale, then we're in trouble because I thought <laughs> I thought a four was pretty rough. Um, I didn't I didn't want to say <laughs> too much lower, but yeah, yeah that's pretty rough. Um, well, you know what? You went to a four because it's a casket match. If it wasn't a casket match being added, oh, you'd be at a three. Yeah, dude. If we if we didn't have the casket match and the ladder match, I'm at a two. That's well, it. and here's the thing. And here's the thing. I think that's I want to touch on that too. So the latter match, obviously, I think we're all weighing on and hoping to be the match of the night. Right. right? That's fair, yeah. Well, let's scale that back. Because is it going to be better than the WrestleMania 10 ladder match? No, no. fucking way. Yeah. No way. So no, we've already it- seen their best ladder match. No. Why should we care about it? Yeah, I don't think that um, we're necessarily going to... I think if, if we're, we're hoping that's the best match, it it might be the best match, but that doesn't mean it's going to be anything mind-blowing. Right, or memorable, you know, because I hate to admit it, but how many people talk about the Shawn Michaels-Razor Ramon ladder match from SummerSlam 1995? Uh, that's zero. 
hey, maybe we'll be talking about it after. You never know. Yeah, well, you never, you never that, that's true. I just, it's always been WrestleMania 10. And I understand that before the match even starts, they're like, hey, guys, you can't use the ladder. Oh, boy. So, you know, you look at WrestleMania 10, they use the ladder quite a bit. And then this, this time around, they're like, hey, by the way, uh, no. Can't, you can't use the weapon in which the match is completely designed around. Built around, oh. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that would be kind of interesting to see how they get around that, by being able to use it as a weapon. Just take me to 96. Like, can we, come on. Let's just fuck all this bullshit. Just take me, take me to Nitro. All right. Two weeks, man. That's what I want. You Two know what? This, is what? this is what I'm going to do. I'll be like, hey guys, we're here for Raw, what, 9 11, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll be like, all right, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, play. play. And then you guys will be watching Raw. I'll be watching Nitro. You guys will be like, oh my God, <laughs> can you believe that this happened? I'll be like, yeah, that's nuts. Meanwhile, I'm watching, you know, Sting against fucking Chris Benoit or something. So, <laughs> joke is on. I hope, here's what I hope. I hope Nitro 1 fucking sucks. So that way, Bob's sitting here, like, guys, should have watched it. Should have watched WCW this whole time. Should, right. And then we see we see that it sucks, and he's just deflated. The rest of the time, we do Icopod for eternity, because yeah. he knows there's nowhere to go. What do you? Nothing. Oh, you're gonna go watch fucking uh, Huge Erection? Yep. No, you're not. Yes, I will. Nah, you're stuck watching Eight Ball and Skull, motherfucker. Nah, fuck. Who I can't that? wait for that era, the gang warfare. Yeah, '97 sucks. Las Pariquas against uh, Nation Domination, match number 712. I like 96. I don't like 97. And 98, I've gone on record many times as saying is my favorite professional wrestling year. 97. I don't know. 97 WWF sucks. I don't know, man. The Heart Foundation stuff is good. That's like the only stuff that's good. Don't, it don't matter. The gang warfare stuff. At least they terrible. have something. 95 has nothing. At least in 97, they have the Heart Foundation. I know. I know. Here we have nothing. But anyway, I hope that uh, everybody listening, they have at least uh, a little bit more excitement than we do with our three, three and a half, and four for SummerSlam, which is next week. So if you guys enjoy listening to people trashing on the product, I guess you'll probably enjoy SummerSlam 95. I'm hoping we happen. get... Yeah, well, it's definitely going to happen. And I'm hoping that we get some good memories, maybe, of people who might have ordered this pay-per-view or watched it close to when it came out. That would be nice. That would help my, I think, morale. Well, then that's that's a, probably a post we can make on Facebook. And I, we've done that before. Yeah, we've and, done that many times. And the last time we did it, no one said anything. Well, the last time we did it was probably for King of the Ring. And who the hell mm. wants to talk about King uh, of the Ring? No, I don't think it was King of the Ring. Bob. All right, WrestleMania 11. Who the hell wants no, to know? No, I've done it since it was then. probably in your house. No, I, yeah, I think it was in your house, too. Um, King of the Ring, I think we got a decent amount of responses for it. As well, well, then it, that just shows you that nobody bought in your house, number two. Oh, yes, that's got to be it. Yeah, if you guys didn't buy in your house, too, you missed out. Yep. That's right. Please, somebody out there, buy SummerSlam and then tell us about it. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Maybe uh, maybe I'm, you need to have a guest on, and I'll I'll sit it out. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> I'll sit SummerSlam out. We can get someone else to come on. <laughs> Mike Campbell. Mike Campbell. Yeah. 
No, my, Bob, Bob my be, fellow James Bondian. Bob will be sitting here and also be like, "Did you? Did you how did you think about when they like put together the Golden Gun? Do you yeah, think that, you was, think that was cool in 1974? Because I did. <laughs> what, what do you What do you think about the satellite that they're demolishing that they used in GoldenEye? Yeah, it's in Puerto Rico. It's called the Arecibo Observatory, and it's really sad that it's uh, it's getting broken. Yeah, is that why you didn't? Never. Mind. That's uh, I'll ask you off here. Yeah, this is turning into nerd talk for James Bond. Not what I signed up for. Okay, Mr. NFL fucking MLB scores. Go yeah, Bob, Bob's go, Bob goes on Facebook. He's like, yeah, dude, Travis uh, Travis Barker's Travis broke. Scott. <laughs> the Happy Meal guy. <laughs> I said Barker from Blink-182. Yeah, what the hell was that about? Like, Bob, typical Vikings. That's right. They Damn suck. It. Um, I demand too, by the way, next episode, I demand a Vince Russo update. I don't care if we have to make it up. I demand it. Clay Thompson right there. Yeah. Dad's showing me a picture of Clay Thompson. Oh, um, get that shit out of here. I, did you just hear me? Motherfucker? Yeah, yes, Vince, uh, Vince Russo. Russo there's nothing good, but we can do it during SummerSlam. We're going to have he a lot of time to kill. He doesn't do the, he doesn't do art anymore. That's fine. People love that segment. We would trash his Vince Russo art. Maybe he he doesn't do any more because that's what we did. And wow. we also maybe call him out on bidding on his own shed. Wow. Um, Vince true. Russo recently. Well, we, you know, let's talk about next week. Oh, next talk, week. Next week, we yeah. got to give something to people All a right. reason to tune in. That's your reason. I. You know what? Here's here's an idea. So we'll talk about it on SummerSlam, but then after that with Monday Night Wars, we will get back to doing Vince Russo in G, uh, Jim Cornette updates. Okay, because I think that's fitting. You know, I feel Cornette's like big on the Man Wars. I feel like yeah. it's not going to be as exciting though. Like I feel like neither one is really that exciting right now. Well, when you when I re- when I was reading the Cornette tweets, Austin would kind of pop for those a little bit. Okay, all right. Well, we'll try it out. Because I'd read all the insults you'd be you'd be saying. Like, hey, listen here, you little pig fucker Republican. I'm gonna yeah. find your wife and 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 beat her up or something. He'd say something ridiculous. I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. Okay, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to deny it. Have I taken Jim Cornette insults and used them in my daily life? Yes, I damn well have. Yeah. Absolutely. How can you not? The guy's creative. It's a fucking gold mine. Yeah. Do I enjoy his podcast? Here we go. I'm going to fucking. Yeah, I do. Half the time do I know what he's even talking about? And no, I don't. Okay? But you don't need to know, and you don't need to agree with it. All that matters is does it entertain me? Yes, it does. (laughs) So that's why I listen. And that's That's all that matters. I pop when Jim Cornette's being brought up because I think he is a character... In and out of the ring, and I don't think there's there's anything wrong with me thinking that. No. Um, do I agree with half of the shit he says? No, and most people don't that are of right mind. But I rest my case. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else for this uh, week's episode, or what? I don't think so. I don't. I'm just super pumped for SummerSlam. <laughs> Austin, how about you? 
I don't know if I'm as pumped as like British Bulldogs arms for SummerSlam. Um, maybe like as pumped as Scott Taylor's arms mm. for SummerSlam. Well, that's not that bad. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think uh, really what I'm most excited for, kind of circling it back to the beginning of, uh, beginning of the episode. Guys, we're almost done with 95. <laughs> Somehow. Some way we've almost made it through arguably the worst year in WWF weekly programming history. Yeah. Just brutal week after week, no sunshine clouds and rain every week. Worse than London weather fucking programming. And we're almost done. That to me alone is excited. So bring on SummerSlam. Bring on the Survivor Series. Because guess what, 1995? Your door is closing rapidly. And brighter horizons are just ahead. Yeah, I can't wait for uh, for the time where I can actually enjoy doing this once again. So hopefully that comes soon. But until then, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Greedley, I am Bob Collin Jr. And this has been Echo Pop. You gotta hear it.